0: Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are Three Book Girls. So I don't know about you girls, but I'm feeling really holiday-like. And I think it's because I've sort of gone ahead into the, oh my gosh, let's gain a whole lot of weight holiday mood, even though I haven't even made it to Thanksgiving. It's your hibernation. Mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was 80 degrees two days ago. What's my excuse then? You were just preparing for today when it's not. Is that how that works? I am definitely not in a holiday mood. Well, huh. neither am I. But, you know, when there's gravy involved, <laughs> <laughs> I am so there. Well, right. Good I can't... to know. <laughs> but you're going to be in Mexico. Mexico. That is the best place to spend a holiday because then you have uh, Javier.
1: <laughs> Javier will come
0: over and he will ask to put... May I put the lotion on your legs? (laughs) And he does the thing with his eyebrows. And then he touches your leg. And you're like, oh, here, have a
1: tip. (laughs) Or he comes over and makes the gravy
0: for you. Oh, well, I wasn't even talking about gravy. That was just beach. (laughs) That was just the beach thing, you know. They they do their stuff for tips there in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty
2: excited about some shrimp. Some salmon.
0: Oh yeah, you're gonna have some good meals while you're over there. <laughs> just take some emodium along, mm-hmm. just in case. I got
2: antibiotics for my
0: Montezuma's GI revenge doctor. is always hiding in the cracks <laughs> over there. Not that there's anything wrong with Mexico. Please don't send us hate mail. Like Vonnie and her. Hey. I don't like Asian no, culture. No, that's not what I meant. Just to be clear, <laughs> did it was somebody send to us my hate attention.
1: mail? No, but it was brought to my attention. I might have been a little bit harsh little harsh on the Asian culture. When I say it's not one that interests me, it just means I'm more like into the German culture. that isn't what
0: you said. You said you didn't like it.
1: Well, I just meant it's not one that has piqued my interest. I love to watch her backpedal. Isn't that fun? Well, you make me feel bad because I don't want to insult anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And while I I think that their race is not particularly a nice race... Um, Neither is Germany. (laughs) And I really like
0: German culture. Yeah, and that's because you've got a little bit of the blue eye in you right there, don't you? Guys, I'm going to
1: send you Facebook
2: pictures of Mayan ruins. Of Mayan ruins. Thanks a lot.
0: She's going to rub it in our faces. She's going (laughs) to Mexico.
1: Yes. Well, we rub it in. Well, see, you're thinking rubbing in my face. I'm like, who pictures? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: It'll be like Facebook over Facebook yeah. messages because I'll we'll be watching
0: it and texting. going. <gasps> <gasps> yeah. And then we'll replace you while you're gone. I'm well, fine, mm-hmm. just for a couple of weeks though. We'll let you come back and show us your tan and your pictures of Avielle. The- I I if you bring in Starbucks, <laughs>
1: you have to butter us. I will up. have to actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, cheers, girls. Woo! Cheers. Too bad you can't see this because, you Nothing. know, we just raised the red cup. <laughs> Nothing like a little caffeine. Oh, a lot of caffeine because it is Friday night here in Oklahoma City. And it is our normal night to do our normal thing, which is talk about books. Yes. Look forward to this every I week. look forward to this constantly because the three of us get together talking about books is like the highlight of my life. It is. I it's love fun. this. Mm-hmm. What did you read? Did anybody read anything good over the week? I think, I know I did, and I know you did, because you were telling me about it. Oh, I know. I've been blathering on about (laughs) it. I have two of them, actually, but I'm going to let somebody else go first, since I'm hogging it.
2: Who Mm. wants to go? I can't. I mean, I can go first. Okay. All right, so this one I read, because it's brand new on Netflix, or on Amazon Prime, the there's a TV show. I can't show. believe you almost said Netflix. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime. Have you been watching what, I TV? Mean, it, it's <gasps> a no. It is a TV show. That's why I'm reading. Like I decided to read it. Um, the TV show is called Good Girls Revolt, which you may have heard because it's actually everyone's calling it the new Mad Men. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's amazing, but I'll
0: watch it and read it. There's um
2: if you have children, do not watch it in front of your children. There's nudity. There's orgy. there's an
0: orgy. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely watching it.
2: There's lots of nudity. (gasps) Um, Even if you're, i I don't know if you'd want to watch that in front of them. Male and female nudity. You get to see the whole business, full frontal once, at least once for a man man, of of what I've watched so far. we,
0: We don't get equal time women no, don't get equal time don't we don't get, get, get to time. see no. the good stuff
2: there's actually a statistic for like every man's penis that is shown like there's like 300 like breasts that are shown like comparatively and coochie. that's probably but that's, that's probably an interesting right. statistic to mention because the entire uh, premise of not only the show which is based off of the book that I'm reading um also called the good girls revolt by Lynn Povich is that women, at some point in time, and even still today, are not
0: equal to men in many ways in the workplace. Well, and, that would pretty much mm. be accurate because we make less money than they do, and we do more work, which is illegal. But, yeah, but it still happens. I know. Yeah. That's
1: and so why, that's why all employers are like, you have that clause that you're not allowed to discuss your income. wages. Yeah. yeah,
0: they do that because they know they're going to get their. P.P. Slapped for paying us less, right. and
1: I think I think males get um, promoted above females. They do sometimes just because, and I know some of my old jobs because are,
0: you know they have a family to feed,
1: right? Yeah. Well, okay. So the uh, the
2: the book takes place, and it's um, written in first person by the author is Lynn Povich, and this is actually her account of a true, like, this is what actually happened. So, essentially, she was a researcher, and I'm using my fake quotation marks with my hands, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) and uh, for a magazine that many of us have heard called Newsweek. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Really? Yes. I am so intrigued. She starts in, uh, in 1969, so think about 69. The summer of 69. You got hippies. You got yeah. the Black Panthers. Yeah. You got the everything. You got double got bell bottoms. Pot going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, affairs love. running rampant in the workplace. Ooh,
0: that does sound like fun. I think I'm on that. And
2: what else happens in 1969 would be the women's Whoa. movement. Oh, yeah. So she starts talking about how women are not allowed to be writers at Newsweek. And, in fact... To write a article about the women's movement, they hired a woman who doesn't even work there. What they they contracted a woman to write a story about the women's movement who does because not work for the because she couldn't be a
0: Newsweek writer
2: because they didn't want women as writers in their at their magazine. Now I don't know if it's subconscious or a conscious decision. However, it's very interesting because the way she goes into detail on this. She talks about how there were actually men who would stand at the top of like a, the stairs and they would rate women as they walked by, and they would talk about how women would have affairs with men in this in their workplace, and sometimes they would get promoted because they had an affair, or sometimes like they'd have to quit because the something happened, and um, like that that man wouldn't treat her um, very well anymore, and so. Just like, and then all these women, they get hired on and they're sitting there. They've gone to schools that are just as great as the the men's schools. Right. They've gone. uh, So if you compare their resumes, they're exactly the same, except one has a penis and one
0: doesn't. Yeah. Well, that's, sadly, although the way you're talking, Nicole, and it's really actually very heartwarming because you're a little bit outraged about some of this. Yeah. And- And it's cool because when I was coming up in the radio business, there was a lot of stuff like that going on. And that was in the early 80s Mm -hmm. because it was still going on. Well, and I know today
2: it still goes on a little bit because, okay, here's something. But there's a lot of stuff
0: in place that keeps it in check.
2: In my history class, and I was thinking about this while I was reading this book, um, my history teacher, and he probably doesn't even realize he did this, he explained the women's movement, essentially, and like how women were fighting for equal rights, explained that they were making less money, uh, like per dollar, you know, for, for, to what a man was making, but then proceeded to say it's because women have children and they're gone for like several months at some point. And then he's like, and women have children, and usually they're the ones like who have to when their child is sick, they're the ones who have to go pick them up. He's justifying in yep. my history class in two thousand, like the year two, like I don't know what year it actually was, but that yeah. women that that's why. There is, and so it's very. And then I also grew up going to my mom to American Business Women's Association, which is um, an organization. They actually raise money for women to go to, like, school mm-hmm. uh, and help pay their tuition and then also help them learn things. So mm-hmm. I've, like, grown up learning about this thing. But this book, especially because I've always wanted to work in journalism, like, hit me pretty hard. And the TV show, too. Plus, the, just the time period, mm-hmm. especially if you watch the show, is, like, amazing. Like, just watching, like, Being their free in the spirit yeah. and their clothing. I don't know. I just kind of wish I could live back then.
0: No, you don't. There's a lot of smoking that went on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you could not breathe in the... If if this was in the 70s right now, this radio studio, we wouldn't be able to breathe in here. At least I wouldn't, because yeah. I have asthma so bad. I well, wouldn't be able to be in this room, because there's no ventilation in radio studios, because the windows don't mm-hmm. open.
1: Well, I actually remember when they made our office that I worked in. It was a huge office. It didn't even have cubicles. It was just a bunch of desks in mm-hmm. a big room. And when they made that a non-smoking office, and everyone in the office smoked,
0: except for me. <laughs> well, there's well, still an ashtray yeah. in our lobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's still an ashtray in many, many cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not well, the new ones, of course. But, um,
2: but okay, so not only... Do I, There's a lot of people who don't appreciate the women's movement or think it's a little too, um, like, serious. But this book isn't just talking about, like, why or, like, how women are treated, the women of this novel, because she's describing not only herself, Mm -hmm. but she talks about all of these other women who got together secretly. They all worked for Newsweek and proceeded to file a complaint. Ooh. Um, And it actually went all the way to the Supreme Court. And so she's talking about how... So then in 2007, I believe... There was another woman who worked out Newsweek. So think about that's how many years later. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's another woman at Newsweek who like happened to hear about this, but she couldn't find any information on this lawsuit. It got buried. It got buried and they couldn't figure out if the lawsuit was ever settled. They did find one book about the lawsuit in the Newsweek library. So she read a little bit of that, but then she ended up contacting Lynn, who writes this book. And so that's how the it actually starts is she was like, so she's trying to get this story out about how they actually sued the magazine because that's how unfair it was. And
0: so. Well, it had to start somewhere. I know women have to stand up for when they see things that are going on, because if you're silent, then you're a part of the problem well anyone i mean it goes with for any kind of abuse in the workplace or, yeah, or discrimination or any or kind or of discrimination right if you see bullies and they're bullying somebody and you say nothing mm-hmm. then you're a part of the problem
2: mm-hmm. and if you don't like reading you have to watch the show and if you do watch the, sh- the show and the book are actually very different because the the show is actually just based off the book that there aren't the, there's not really the same characters it's the same Um, Some of the same events, but they throw a lot more about like the Black Panthers because that was a big deal in the time Mm -hmm. um, in there. And just like all the events, Nixon was speaking on the television and everybody was surrounding that and uh, during the Vietnam War. So they're talking about that, too, in the show. And it's just very I love I loved Mad Men just because of all the historical facts and advertising they threw oh, into it. Oh, yeah. The
0: advertising business is fascinating anyway. Yeah. And then you add in all the drinking and smoking and sex that went on there, and, <laughs> and you know, so, makes this, it even more fun. This one is just as good.
2: It's just, um, I feel like it has a bigger purpose than Mad Men. It's because sounds true. it's
1: more.
0: Um, it sounds very inspiring.
2: It is. Like, I don't know. For the past week, like, that's the only thing I've wanted to do is watch this show What's and read the book, uh, The Good Girls Revolt. By
1: Lynn Povich. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go home and put that on my list on Netflix. Me it, too. Well, it, well, it's on Amazon Prime, not Netflix. It's a oh, Prime original. Oh,
0: it's a prime deal. You'll have to come hey, to my house. I was and gonna watch say it.
1: Martha, <laughs> my good friend Martha. We need to start walking again. <laughs> yeah, so we can sit down and watch Amazon Prime after. <laughs> so I can come over and say, eh, I'm not feeling it. How about Tien? It wasn't fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but. Well, it sounds like a very inspiring book to read. It is. get us all fired up again. It's really not bad in the workplace now. We still don't make as much as men do, right? But there isn't any harassment that goes on here at work anymore. At least I no. haven't noticed it too bad, right? In most time, most now, <laughs> you still have the odd guy who'll,
1: you know, try to wag his winky around. But. Well, I worked in the car business for 20 years, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. let me tell you, it's. But that's not really employment type of things. It's right. That's
0: just. Yeah. Sleazy Weird people. people.
1: <laughs> sleazy people. Women trying to get tips.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: oh, yeah. But I will say that those those girls usually moved up a lot faster than the others. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some things never change.
1: But we want Okay, babies. so one more time. Title
0: and artist. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, called Good Girls Revolt by Lynn Povich. Very, very good. Got me all fired up. Want me to go burn my bra? <laughs>
1: Okay, who's next? Do you want me to go next? Oh, I actually, know you said that you had two, so... I do have
0: two, so I'll do one, and then you can do one, and then I'll do another one. Okay, that's good. Okay, so I actually read this last week, and it was killing me, because I wanted to do it last week, but I already had another one that I did last week. I mean, we ran out of right. time. So um, It's called The Wonder by Emma Donahue. and I read the audiobook, which made... It always makes the... Stories that take place in different countries come alive so much more for me because uh, obviously it took place in Ireland, in a small village in Ireland, and you have all the accents, right? And uh, you just—it seems more real when you he- when you can hear it personally. Of course, I'm an audio person, but it was about a little girl. I think she was about how old was she? Eleven? 11? An eleven-year-old named Anna O'Donnell who believes herself to be living off of manna from heaven and she hasn't had anything to eat supposedly for four months and the local there's like a committee with the church and some of the local people get together and they want it and they want to investigate it to see if it's an actual thing so that they can you know show it to the Catholic Church to be like an official miracle so The story is mostly about a nurse who is sent into the home to determine how this girl is getting her nourishment Mm -hmm. or if she's, you know, actually a miracle. Mm -hmm. And it it was a fascinating book because from the very beginning, it looks like this is legitimate. Mm -hmm. The little girl is so incredibly calm and I don't know she's just very pious her whole world is surrounded by religion and prayer and she's just very into it you can tell she's very into it Um, and the nurse watches her over time and she's on 24 hour watch they're watching her
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and after a few days all of a sudden she just starts to decline But the nurse hasn't figured out what's different. You know, why all of a sudden, you know, she was fine a couple of days ago. And now all of a sudden she's looking a little peaked. Mm -hmm. So the story follows this whole process where this nurse was actually uh, trained by Florence Nightingale. Because, of course, this takes place in the past Mm -hmm. um, is is dealing with all of these issues on what she should do about this little girl who's obviously starving herself. Because after a while, whatever was happening before is not happening now. And she goes to the committee and says, look, you got to call this thing off. Something has to be done. And she goes to the doctor, speaks to the doctor. And the doctor basically does the thing where, oh, you're just a nurse. You're a girl. You don't know any better.
1: Mm. And all the while, this little girl is suffering.
0: Well, and she doesn't appear to be suffering because she appears to be a miracle and of course as you know the church is very powerful now I'm not going to give anything away here but I am gonna say that it was the most incredible story it just the whole way everything took place the way her parents were with her the way the the relationship that takes place between the nurse and the little girl all of these other things that are swirling around this poor Irish family. It was a fascinating story. It was so good. I, Like I said, it, this is definitely not my normal thing at all. Yeah. Usually if it has anything to do with religion, I stay completely away from it. Mm-hmm. But I read it because it came up at the library and just the description and the way that they described the book about this girl. I wanted to see, you know, was this really a miracle? Mm-hmm. It was impressive. Mm -hmm. I I would highly recommend it for several reasons. The most important of which was it was very well written and it was an excellent story that had an excellent ending. Hmm. So there you go. The Wonder by Emily Donahue. Emma, excuse me, I need my reading glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Emma Donahue. (laughs)
1: Emma Donoghue. I yeah. feel like
2: she's written a bunch of other stuff. I f- she may seems have. Very um, familiar.
0: She sounds familiar to me too. Hold on, let me just poke the button here and see what else comes up. Uh, frog music. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that would make. Well, sense no wonder. Because
1: frog music isn't one that you would usually read either, and oh, that was I loved awesome. frog music. Have we, we talked about frog? Music we haven't yet? talked about. Uh, we're going to oh, definitely have you do read that. It? No, I feel like I heard you guys talk about it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Room. She also wrote Room. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. that's on my list. Which yeah. I'll talk to you guys about later. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. It was really, really good. And I didn't even know that it was by one of my... One of the authors I had read before because I I just looked at the cover. The cover mm-hmm. has a spoon on it. hmm And it's called The Wonder. And I, I, I just went with my gut and said, okay, I'm reading that. And sometimes those are the <laughs> best books because you you don't it's like having a blind date with a book you have no preconceived notions at all when you go in and it just hits you over the head with a shovel or a spoon in this case Mana from heaven is what she's living off of and and uh it was just it was awesome you got to check it out
2: i think i will because well i know i'm gonna read room soon So I'll let you know how that one is. Yeah, you'll have
0: to. And Frog Music, we're going to talk about that in the future because both Vani and I have read that. I convinced her to read it (laughs) because it wasn't in my usual genre. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All
1: right. It was really good. Okay, I'm done. Now you can go. Okay, well, this week I stayed with the Asian theme and read another Even book. Even though you're
0: not really a fan of Asian culture.
1: Oh my <laughs> God, don't make me sound horrible. Sorry. I'm
0: not a horrible person. I just love you, Bonnie.
1: <laughs> I just try to change it up. I read a lot of, and actually I'm reading another book at the
0: same time and
1: that's about Germany. So, you know. And really, up. I
0: think I'm the one that gave you this book yeah, to read. Yeah, I think read. you did. Yeah, I
1: think you recommended Recommended this. it,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And what this book is, it's set um, right before America gets involved with World War II. And what's the name of it? China Dolls by Lisa C. And it's about three girls. They're young. They're 17, 18, 19 years old. And they all go to San Francisco to become dancers. They want to be entertainers. They Mm -hmm. want to be dancers in Chinatown. And they're all from different parts of the world. And they all kind of team up and become friends. And... Two of the girls, Grace and Ruby, were born in the United States, Mm -hmm. and Helen was actually born in China, and her family came to the United States, and this is set in San Francisco. I don't know if I said that. So, really... Isn't there a fourth girl, too? Or is it just three? No, it's just three. Well, they talk about some of the other dancers that they're friends with. But it's just the main three. But the main characters are those three. Yeah, yeah girls um and like ruby's from hawaii Uh, grace is from plain city iowa and like i said helen's family lived in china and they came to the united states and so helen is the only one that really embraces the culture or she embraces it more than the other two Mm -hmm. basically her family you know lives in a compound in 23 family members live together, so on and so forth. All of the money that she makes goes to the family, and she gets an allowance to live on. Yeah. yada yada.
0: But... In other words, she's got money. She's She's got people.
1: Right. Right. And they, they take care of her. I mean, they buy all the, you know, food, pay the electricity, all of that stuff. But it's basically about these three girls who are trying to make it in the entertainment business... And they're all from Oriental backgrounds. And it really shows a lot of the prejudice that was shown against anyone who was a different race Mm -hmm. or culture at the time. Um, And it also really shows the relationship between these friends. Because they're all very eager to succeed and they... Stab each other in the back quite a bit and play each other against the other one. And it's that part was really hard to read because they
0: treat each other like this, but yet they stay friends. Which is weird. We were talking about that on the way over. Right. Because it's like, why would they do that? Why would they behave in that way? And you had a great theory. Right. And I really think that
1: it's more the performer's mindset. Mm-hmm. Because they they want to succeed so much that in their mind, even though this friend stabbed them in the back, they do the same thing. So it's like, oh, you got me this time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just wait. But they're dancers. And each one wants to be the best dancer.
1: Right. And each one actually has their little time, their little 10 seconds of fame
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: limelight. But they there's also a lot of dancers that work with them. And, of course, you know, men that come in and out of their lives and so on and so forth. And um, there's a few of the dancers who say they're Chinese, but they're actually Japanese. And during this time, because of World War II, um, there's a lot, a lot of prejudice against Japanese. So it's basically, it's not a good thing to admit that you're Japanese. Yeah. So... And some of the dancers, it comes out that they are Japanese and, you know, like one gets sent to an internment camp. Well, the main, one of the main
0: characters, though. Well, I was trying not to give anything away. <laughs> That's why I said that. Was becoming super famous. Mhm. She was like going to be in a movie and stuff. Right. And then it comes to light that she's Japanese. So it's and. like just, it was really fascinating. I found it incredibly interesting how the dynamic of the political atmosphere was affecting everybody so much. And the way, because after 9 11, it was the same feeling where anybody who looked even vaguely Arabic was all of a sudden, you're like, oh. And it must have been that way when all of a sudden we were attacked by the Japanese, just kind of out of the blue. Right. Well, it's not really out of the blue. Well, that's a whole nother yeah, story. Yeah, but I mean, to, to the regular <laughs> to, United States citizen who doesn't know anything about politics, right. it was sort of out of the blue.
1: Mm-hmm. But in, it, it was amazing how they treated these girls these mm-hmm. entertainers because the the one main character that gets thrown into the internment camp she gets when she gets arrested because she's Japanese that's the only reason she gets arrested she's born in America she's an American citizen yeah but she's Japanese descent so they arrest her and they interrogate her for three days and for three days they don't give her. Any, they don't give her a toothbrush. They don't give her a, a, a anything to brush her hair with. They don't let her change her clothes. They took her and they didn't let her bring anything with her. Mm-hmm. So it's basically three days of questioning with absolutely nothing. Then they throw her on a train and in a truck and take her somewhere
0: to this camp. This random place when she's, you know, had all of these... Amenities of being a, a semi-famous dancer.
1: Right, yeah. and I mean, she was spoiled, obviously, because she had money from being an entertainer, mm-hmm. and all of it was taken away, and she's thrown into this camp and not given anything. Basically, it's th- some of the other families in the camp give her a coat, give her some shoes, give her a sweater, because all she's wearing is the dress that she performed in that night.
0: Mm-hmm. So It's just horrible. Kind of makes you think about... You know, how how people judge others just based on their skin color.
2: Well, and right. it's terrifying because everybody always, you know, Hitler, everybody hates, like, Germany now because of that. And America did the
0: same thing. Well, they kind didn't of kill not, as many people. Not to the Korea. same extent,
2: but, but we still had internment we still camps. S-
0: we still had that separation. There was an internment camp right by where I grew up. And you know what? They, they never, ever talked about that one in school yeah. with us. And it was like less than 50, no, it was less than 20 miles from where I grew up and well, I never knew well about when it.
1: Well, when I was going to school and I took history in school, they never said anything about internment camps. No? I didn't know about internment camps until I took history in college. It's a dirty well, little secret. I, yeah.
2: I did hear about it in my history class like a couple times. However, okay, so since I grew up in Reno, Nevada, all the ma- or all the roads that go around the mountains, do you know who built that? Asians. Oh yes, that's right. And I I that's the only reason I really knew how horrible Asian like their culture was treated in the United States because they were essentially slaves and they using dynamite on a mountain to blow a hole so
1: people could like drive through. Ugh. And yeah, yeah, so that's like how I learned about it, but right? And then later in the book it actually has another incident that happens that um, because of course this is during World War II and a lot there were girls and women who were victory girls Mm -hmm. that basically they were prostitutes for soldiers that came back from war yeah and um, entertainers were often mistaken for victory girls and the there's some of the entertainers get picked up as victory girls and they try to tell them no no we're not victory girls we're performers we're performers and they don't believe them and they throw them in a jail cell and won't let them call anybody or anything else with all these other women and then they have to have a gynecological exam and they're not gentle at all i mean they're pretty rough and mean And then they have to stay in the cell for seventy two hours until the results come back because anyone who had any kind of S T D or venereal disease was taken away for the duration, which I'm guessing they get treatment and they can't. Yeah, imagine they don't round
0: up the guys that gave them the disease. (laughs) Right. They
1: just (laughs) round up the women and they're like, Okay, you have to stay here until you're clean. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, they're thrown in this cell. And they can't get out for 72 hours until these tests come back to know, you know, to find out if they have venereal diseases. Mm-hmm. No phone calls, no change of clothes, no nothing. Big cell, bunch of women, one toilet, horrible <laughs> conditions. I yeah. mean, it just it just shows you just how cruel
0: all of the cultures are. I, even ours, because this a is a lot ours. of this yeah, is America. Yeah. Fear does strange things to people. Uh And then when you take fear and you magnify it and then you ignore all the other things that you the the things that you've learned over time sort of get put to the back burner and the fear grows and grows and grows and you do things you would not have normally done. And that's when things like that begin to happen.
1: Yeah. People forget to be compassionate that just because somebody's looks a certain way or practices a certain religion they're not necessarily a bad person. Yeah. Know,
0: people forget that.
1: I mean, stereotypes. I think that's
0: a, more important now than ever.
1: Yeah. It's judging a book by the cover. You can't do that. No, nope. Even though you gotta the, spoon read the book, was man. on the,
0: your cover and it was a great book. Yep. You got to read the book. Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's a lot of stuff in there that you wouldn't see otherwise. And that goes with people as well. Exactly.
1: But it was a good book. I really liked it. See, I didn't really care for it that much. It was interesting enough to keep me reading and interested, but with as much backstabbing mm-hmm. that the girls did to each other, it just it, it made it hard to connect to any of the
0: characters. Yeah, and there was some really bad yeah. bad backstabbing, really super bad. Mm-hmm. But the reason I liked it so much, I think, is cuz I don't read historical fiction that often mm-hmm. and because I'd never read anything about that time period, mm-hmm. about that culture. So I learned so many things by reading it that I was fascinated to be able to actually, it was almost like being there in that time, in that place, and seeing the effects of the things that were happening in the world. And that's why I liked it so much.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a good historical fiction for you because it has a little history and a whole lot. A whole lot of story. story. Yes, exactly Mm -hmm. right. That's the way I like it. Yep. I like the good story. That is, that is how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I would still only give this probably a three and a half okay, out of five.
0: Well, I would say four and a half, but that's because I like the story and not the details, <laughs> <laughs> not know. the boring but, war details. Yeah, we've we've talked about
1: it before, though. If I can't connect with a character, yeah, it I'm the same way. Ruins. I'm the
0: same way, and I don't know why. Because they were really mean girls. I have mm-hmm. no idea why I liked it so much. It's just one of those things. And lots of secrets. Everyone in
1: the book, I think, has a secret that eventually comes out. So that's probably what kept me reading is because I'm like, I know there's going to be a secret
2: revealed somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> Somebody's to find hiding out. something. <laughs> I have to find out what happened. Okay, so what was the name of it again? It was called China Dolls. And it was by... Lisa C.
0: And Martha, what was your second book? Well, my second book, and I read this so quickly, incredibly quickly for as long as it was. I've been wanting to find a good science fiction novel for a while. Something I could really sink my teeth into. When I first started reading this book called Conquest by Jennifer Con- or by John Connolly and Jennifer Ridyard, I didn't think this was going to be it. It's called what? Conquest? Conquest. I didn't think this was going to be it because it began so anemically. I guess after the fact, I kind of thought, all right, Star Wars kind of was anemic in the movie in the beginning because they scroll all that information down the front mm-hmm. of the movie, right? So you got to read all that information and it's kind of, eh. Yeah. And then you get into the story. Well, this one's very much like that. The backstory was almost like, and this and this and this and this and this and this. And then you get into the characters. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we got into the characters, I was all there. It was very, um, it was about an alien race, which comes through a wormhole And takes over Earth, basically. And begins to eh, sort of enslave humankind to a certain extent, but also help them as well. I mean, we've all seen and heard that story before. But the thing that I liked about this, of course, is the story. Because it's about the main characters are actually two alien girls who are friends. And they go outside the city. It takes place in Edinburgh, Scotland. And they, the one girl who's, of course, she's the daughter of the general or something. And she decides that she wants to go outside the castle. They live in Edinburgh Castle, which I've been to because I've been to Scotland (laughs) recently. So I like that part. Um, But she goes outside the wall. She's not supposed to. And she has to Disguise herself because these aliens have really bizarre eyes. Their eyes don't have eyelids like ours. They have like a membrane that goes across the outside or something. Mm-hmm. And their skin is kind of golden and they have bizarre hair. So she she puts on this big old funky hat and um, glasses and sort of a big coat and everything and goes out. And she's going to go to a coffee show. Well, she goes shopping and she's going to go to this coffee shop. Well, while she's out, she's headed towards this coffee shop and it explodes. And all of a sudden she's just standing there on the street and these two Scottish boys come up and are like, you've got to get out of here. So they start to hustle her off and her friend who's been following her Mm -hmm. um, comes up and, you know, tries to help her or whatever. And they end up being taken by these two Scottish boys away from this this bomb site because another bomb explodes right after that. So they get out of the way and the whole story sort of centers around the two girls and the two boys. So it's a love story. Between two aliens and two humans? Between an alien and a human and alien human. Ah. Right. So the girls are aliens and the boys are humans. Humans, right. So it's a really interesting dynamic there. Plus, there's all kinds of backstabbing that goes on within the aliens as well. Because the military guys don't like (laughs) the uh, diplomat guys. And so it's just amazingly complex and such a fun, fun world to get into. I absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. And I would say that if you're a real hard sci-fi fan, you probably won't like it all that much because it's really not hard sci-fi. It's not a lot of technical details. It it does have a lot of uh, technological explanation, but not in detail. Yeah, like it might some be good for do. somebody
1: who's only somewhat of a sci-fi fan. Yeah, like uh, me.
0: Well, like, yeah, like I mean, me. <laughs> the thing that the thing that I liked about it, I think it's accessible. It's a book that's accessible to anyone who can relate to a story about being different. Because really, that's at the core of the story, is these alien girls, they're, not only are they different because they're alien, but they're different within their own race. They have special things going on. And then there are all of these weird things that happen, of course, during the time that they're there, mm-hmm. because they help the boys, the boys help them, and then there are all sorts of repercussions for this these friendships that happen. And it's it's got to be a series. I know it's a series because it says book one. So uh, it's a trilogy. Chronicles of the Invaders by John Connolly. And I am going to go stand in line for number two. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> the the alien race is called the Elyrie, by the way. The Elyrie. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think puts off people when they're reading sci-fi is all the weird words. Yeah. Because they they can't grab onto anything that makes sense to them. It's all of a sudden thrown into this everything is very different and all the names for everything are wrong and weird and they they can't grab anything real. But this this was really good at not doing that. Yeah. Because the aliens had been watching us for a very long time. So, of course, they learned how to speak English and Spanish and French and some other <laughs> languages as well. And sort of, when, when they were ready to invade, they knew plenty about us. Mm-hmm. They
1: did the research. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sadly,
0: it kind of feels like that could happen at some <laughs> point. Because, you know, we're not a silent people. No. We've been no, broadcasting not. into space for, well, since the 50s?
2: I'm not really sure how long. I just I've know heard we have oh, boy, mm-hmm. heard them. So
0: I'm, I'm sure that one day we're going to have some aliens in our back pocket and it's not going to be pretty. But I really do enjoy reading about that. <laughs> if we don't scare them all with our stupidity. Well, you know. <laughs> what was that one, that
1: one time that we were walking the dog and we were talking about if aliens look down, it looks like the dogs are leading us. Yep. That's exactly right. While we pick up while their we pick up their poop, yeah, with a Walmart sack. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. And then hold it out and go,
0: hey, couldn't you wait till we get home?"
1: <laughs> the aliens are going to come back from as dogs because they're going to think that dogs are the superior That's race, right? Dogs <laughs> Which you know what, they might be. We might be living in a world where dogs are sitting around going, "I bet you I can get her to pick up my poop.
0: <laughs> I can make her do anything I want." and that's true you know that if you're a pet owner (laughs) so sci-fi love of the week month year Conquest by John Connolly and Jennifer Redyard loved it gonna go for number two and I'll let you know if I'm still in love with it yeah you
1: will have to let us know how that goes because sometimes the second book is good and sometimes it's not
0: almost always it isn't I hate Mm -hmm. to say that but I think after you kind of get used to the world and the way it is then everything keeps going around the same circle and you're like, uh. Sometimes.
2: Well, if he already knows that it's a trilogy, if they're already calling it that, then I'm assuming by the time, like, he had all three already written out or it used to be, like one book, and they separated it. Yeah, no, it's could. probably Cause normally
0: because it's a new enough one yeah. that I hadn't heard of it before.
2: Because, but normally they're not going to like sign somebody on for a trilogy unless unless they've already written most of right. it, right? Yes, and they know it's good. Yes. So hopefully, fingers that crossed. shines some light onto your predicament. Well, I'm very excited. <laughs> I can't wait to
0: read the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, at first, the reason I picked it up was John Connolly, the last name. I like Michael Connolly, who writes. Um, I think mysteries, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, the the last name right away was like oh, but I don't I don't know if there's any relation. I didn't really look that up. So
1: yeah, okay. What was the name of that Netflix show? Oh yeah, I'm writing Nicole. an Amazon show. Uh, oh, Good Girls Revolt. Amazon. Good
0: Girls Revolt. Good Girls Revolt. Okay, let's do our okay. recaps
2: as we're All talking right. about it. I read uh, Good Girls Revolt by
1: Lynn Povich. Bonnie. I wrote while well, I was waiting for it to come up.
0: Oh. <laughs> because I maybe you're just I being was... coy.
1: <laughs> no. Well, you want oh,
0: I'm going to make you wait.
1: <laughs> I wrote. I wrote. <laughs> no. Read China Dolls by Lisa C.
0: I read The Wonder by Emma Donahue. And. And. Come on, overachiever. Contact. No. Conquest. Conquest. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Conquest by John Connolly and Jennifer Richard.
1: All right. Does anyone know what they're going to read for
0: next week? Well, next week we're actually next week Nicole is off, so we're going to have a guest, right? We may have a guest, or we may play our best of that we had pre-recorded. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, depending on what the situation is, but Nicole's going to be in Mexico, so we're going to be flying Nicolas. Yep. <laughs> we're going to be a duo. Weeks. No, we'll have, we'll have people in. We have people. I actually had one of our coworkers send me a text today. Mike Oh. sent me a text and said, how do you feel about having a guy on the show that doesn't read and convincing him to read and then checking in on him to see if he read it? <laughs> I said, well, that sounds very interesting. You mean we could convert you? <laughs> he says, yeah, I kind of like that. So we may have Mike on the show. That'd be pretty awesome. He works for a wild be, 104.9. So. I'm sure we could come up with some
1: some guy-themed books to Maybe. recommend. Mike's great. Yeah, there will is. be lots
0: of laughs in that yes, episode. Yes, he's a very funny guy, so we'll have a little comic relief on the show as well. And uh, our other friend, um, Christy. Christy, mm-hmm. Christy Whitten. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she was on one other time when... When Nicole
0: was here. No. Yeah, Nicole was yeah, here. Yeah, Nicole
1: was here. Okay, I'm oh, yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah, she was on Things That Go Bump in the Night. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she, she has been reading another book she wants to share, so she'll probably be in while you're gone too. Awesome. Have a fun time in Mexico. Oh, I will. Be sure to take pictures of Javier. I will. The, Think about the, us. The Beach while Boy you're and a little bit of Travis. <laughs> what? <laughs> Travis? And so some of Travis. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see Travis in his in his Speedos, thank you very much. <laughs> he keeps he threatening he's going to get a Speedo. <laughs> uh,
1: you don't have to share those ones on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say three
0: book girls in Spanish? Trace? I don't even know how to say book in Spanish. Uh, well, in French it'd be. Here. Okay,
2: here's your assignment. What's trois a uh, uh, Femmes leave Okay. But Nicole. that would be. Uh, no.
0: Trois toi fi, fi leave? Google knows everything, let's ask. Okay, ask Google how to say three book girls in Spanish. Well fee is girl and it's spelled F I L L E S. Leave,
2: L I V R E S is book in Twa. But is that's
0: three. French. Yeah. Not I just Spanish.
2: Don't Spanish. But if we go to France I can I got you covered. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. I can order you a fish and a water. We know.
1: I think part of the other book that I'm reading (laughs) is in France, so that would be good. All right. So
0: three book girls. Actually, what we'll do, we'll do our ending with the Spanish version of this when you come back. Okay. So it's your job to ask somebody in Mexico how How to to say say three book girls. I think that this is going to do it for.
1: Three Three book book girls. girls.